Wake up. Freedom's on the rise. politician know how you feel. Let him know that you're not going to take no more. Stop paying taxes. Stop paying for corruption and injustice. It's up to you.
Welcome everyone to Freedom's Rising, episode number six. This is June 2nd, 2022. You just heard Sharon Jones and the Dap Kings. What if we all stopped paying taxes? And that was an anti-war song released in 2002, just ahead of the U.S. election, and was a anti-war statement against the Iraq war. And so you might think that the song was recorded much more previously than that, as I did when I first heard it. I thought it was like, you know, back in the days. But that uh, particular band does like a retro funk, or a, what, what is it called? Uh, a, a revival movement, I guess, of the funk and soul music. Pretty, pretty good stuff. Um, and with a good message. And so... Again, we're willing to take the hit on the various platforms that wouldn't like uh, copywritten music played, but multimedia and in a podcast where it's basically fair use, this podcast is not being charged for. Uh, Anything that the fans do to support this show would be donation-based, and we're not looking to, uh, you know, make people pay to listen to this. So as far as I see, that's fair use. It's able to be uh, implemented into the system and we'll continue to dig up those things that might not, you know, maybe that artist has things that I don't agree with. Maybe they have a, a sort of a communist or a, you know, just bent to them, you know, some sort of thing message that I don't agree with. That's also not something that we have to fully agree with everything everybody says to integrate it here into the show. And uh, the Freedom's Rising project, we kicked it off on May 20th, just a few weeks back, and the podcast itself anyway. The project, again, which is a 24-7 live stream, uh, a venue for freedom, a place where we'll be covering Freedom's Rising, we'll be bringing on activists, we'll be bringing on their material, we'll be cutting from their clips, we'll be showing what people are doing, not just as, you know, political activism or something like that, but also, you know, the skill set of talking to your neighbor or the skill set of, you know, growing a nice garden if you haven't got one started, you know, that that's a something we can work on or the skill set of podcast production uh, the skill set of content production and organizing a content flow so you are able to produce the content that you'd like to produce. And also, you know, more radical things, more things that uh, are on the wider level and require activists to bring about into the consciousness of people. And so, you know, that's part of our activism is to highlight some of these things. Uh, for example, if we went and We're able to record interviews at the Jackalope Freedom Festival in a booth where we get a bunch of people that are working on their various projects. We can take, record a few podcasts. I can come home, edit them, put them into the feed and out to the various platforms that we'll be distributing to. And, you know, that's another thing that I've been working on is setting up the channels where this podcast can reach people. We're not just going to focus on one platform one place where uh, you know I'm a YouTube content creator or hey I I go to this 
particular platform, Rumble, and everybody should follow me there, or Rockfin, or something like that. Um, Freedoms Rising is the platform, freedomsrising.live. If there's ever an issue there, we're, you know, on web, freedomsrising.crypto, unstoppable domains, uh, IPFS. And that's another thing. It's just a proof of concept of showing people what's possible when publishing. And I'm always still learning and adding skills to that as well. So that's, again, you know, really the, the initial launch of the project was back in 2021. And I haven't been like dedicated full time working on it tirelessly just this one project. Uh, if you knew me in my personal life, you'd know that I have a lot of things going on. I do try to have a healthy balance. I do try to dedicate enough time so that I'm able to put out work that I feel is the work of shifting consciousness, of creating uh, more freedoms in people's minds that I'm able to broadcast to, and you know, not like brainwashing or mind control or something, but amplifying the message of freedom and getting that out there. That's something I feel like for myself. Again, I don't feel like everybody in the world needs to do the same thing for this. But there are a certain amount of people that should be using the technology available to us to broadcast out the message. And so there's going to be things that we need to set up and integrate into the site still that are ongoing projects of personally now just my mine. And I don't necessarily want to scale it up and have a whole team of people that I need to depend on or that I need to pay or that I need to, you know, not that I wouldn't be willing to pay people. It's just more you know, keeping a one man show, you know, I am the ghost in the machine, the operator of the business. Uh, I also need to, you know, take the time necessary to dedicate to something like that. So it's not just something that happens overnight. And that's what, uh, you know, we also will be talking about today are things that take dedication and time and responsibility to execute and to be working on that, even when it's not, you know, the fun and exciting part of where a project's new or, something where you're going to be rewarded right away for it, but rather, you know, setting up the the layout, the foundation and the building blocks. Sometimes that can happen overnight. Sometimes that takes years, you know, up to a decade to get something into more of the vision of what you thought originally or what you wanted to see. That's the way I see this project. Doesn't I don't want to not excite people or there's not going to be fun and exciting updates to happen here, but the you know, like, I have a list of about 50 things right now that I think all need to be done, and I need to prioritize those and get them done. Uh, you know, like an, a now playing bar under the Freedoms Rising 24-7 playlist would be helpful. And I know what needs to be done there, I just haven't had the time to integrate that because things come up like launching the podcast, you know, having the now playing metadata pulling from my VLC playlist in the uh, information there and then writing a script, writing a file and then having a script pull to that and have a, like a website plugin that plugs in and plays underneath the bar. I could probably figure that out in an afternoon and have it up and running. Maybe it's faster than that, but there's probably right now a good 13 other things that need to be done before that. Right. So, and that list keeps growing and it, it it's one of those things, right? If you keep lists of things to do, then what happens is they just keep growing. So it's not necessarily to get it totally done, but to get the most important things done. And that's the way I also build out the show. I, I try to make a highlight list of bullet point things that I'd like to talk about. And 
one of those is also in the weekend off. It was a long weekend, and uh, we're recording this on Thursday. The last episode I put out was on Monday, which is something I need to work on, having content pre-planned to go out on days when we're going to be scheduled off for a long time so that a whole week doesn't go by and we haven't published any content. So those are some, again, going back to the list. Okay, so is that at the top of the list, or where does that fit in? And again, the train's already rolling here, so... They're, the most important thing, I think, is to be consistent and so that people can count on the production of the media. And that also requires a lot of time shift for me. I don't just have this huge chunk of time every day to sit down and work on the podcast unless I change my life around doing that. And why, why do I do that? Because I feel like the message is very important. I feel like what we'll be discussing here on the show is worth doing that for. And it's not just worth it, it's probably the purpose of what I should be doing on this planet, is speaking the truth out into the airwaves, speaking about freedom, inspiring people, inspiring young men, inspiring young women, inspiring people to get involved and get active in their lives, into being more responsible uh, adults who can manage their lives and be able to manage freedom. I mean, freedom isn't something that just comes by default, it takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of effort. It doesn't just unfold for you because you've become enlightened. Like you've got to take massive amounts of action in the direction of becoming more free in your own life before you'll start to see that come about. And then the bigger picture is that just because you're, you know, getting your stuff straight and you're not, uh, you know, a total mental slave or just building the slave system. Now there's a lot more work to do. There's other beings that need to be free. There's other humans that need help working on that as well. And so your job to turn around and pass the torch and help them up as well is really what it's all about. It's not about your personal liberation and freedom, and that's the end goal. It's about turning around and trying to help other people out that need that assistance whatever part of the journey that you're able to assist with, the things that you can show that you're doing that you actually know how to do, that you can help people out with and not just philosophy and the we needs, the people that we need and we we need to do this and we need to do that and they never get those things done. That's a big problem. And those are that's we've talked about that before on the show. So one thing just to get out of out in the open here in the beginning of the show today, after that, you know, fifteen minute intro, is that We've enabled tylerbloyer.com feeds, for, and that's on this Freedoms Rising show, is through that RSS feed, is available on Podcasting 2.0 apps. So applications that support uh, some of the more like Web3 or having uh, the ability to do value-for-value value podcasting uh, not necessarily Web3. I think I just kind of threw that in there as a filler word as I was thinking about what to say. But for example, Fountain or Breeze, these apps are more recent podcasting apps that integrate some of the features of the Lightning Network and the ability to share Satoshis through, or Sats, through the Value for Value app design so you're able to stream or boost the people's uh podcast like this podcast for example 
with sats and you can do that at a very minimal overhead there's ways to send very small amounts of uh, value or satoshis over the lightning network and a lot of people are right now are like what is he talking about and then that's a problem if people aren't aware of what i'm talking about because this is something that is uh, not going away bitcoin for example and uh, some people haven't even gotten familiar with that yet so learning tech and bitcoin are ways to understand more about and take more control over what the future is of money and i did a presentation with a few helpers and some presenters back in 2016 or 17 i'll have to put that in the show notes a link to that if i can find it or at least like a picture of our flyer on the future of currency and it was on cryptocurrencies and we were trying back then just to educate people on on the usage of a wallet and some of the different coins out there and you know so for a while now i felt like it was important i would love to go back to 2011 and have invested in bitcoin and when i was thinking about it and didn't do it and uh had some you know just over some foresight to be able to go and just buy 200 bitcoin while they were at the price they were back then and you know set it and forget it type of thing and see what happens but some of the more interesting things that and i think this is all very important to learn about and people would might totally disagree and that to me is a sort of obstinance towards the technology because it's overwhelming and you're putting up blockages for learning about things like nfts now and other you know not to say that all that is worth pursuing and that you should invest in nfts but at least being able to understand what is going on in that realm to eventually be able to participate in it hopefully so anyhow, the new podcasting app, I'm using Fountain for now, and I've set that up, and I will put in the show notes the newpodcastingapps.com. That's something that Adam Curry has set up, and a link to perhaps like a, a podcast with Adam Curry talking about an introduction to podcasting 2.0, and Adam Curry, I don't know a ton about him, I he was an MTV host at one point, then went into help in a major way, I think was like the main person involved in creating RSS and the ability to publish to a feed where apps, you know, actively go out and pull from a feed that you've sort of passively sat there. You're not like pushing it. People are going and finding your feed and pulling it down. It's an incredible technology. It's, it's really helped get the message out i mean i think it was the ap or a few years back there was a, a journal a publication outlet that created an, how dangerous podcasts are and we've got to censor rss and at the time i was thinking they didn't put it that way they just put that they want to censor the podcasts and i was thinking how you know that's such that's a one worldview that's such a dynamic that they have is that worldview they have is that you can go to a central location and consult the authorities and censor that person but that's not how it works at all i can publish my feed uh without you being able to come take down that feed and then people can use apps that you can't censor 
and they can pull it down that feed and you're there's no way that you're going to come in there and censor that you can try to take down the web host that hosts the feed there's ways around these things now though so to just they're trying to create this you know limited hangout worldview of they're able to control the paradigm in this way and the associated propaganda i believe it was the ap uh was the ones focusing on that and that was hilarious to me and now you've got you know this stuff like the lightning network integrating with podcasts to be able to do value for value podcasting which i don't totally think like that's the only solution but imagine if you're able to go do that with like a pirate chain or with xmr or like on float you could have your embedded ipfs in a interplanetary file system file embedded on a float page which is you know not on amazon web services i'm not saying i don't know where they're hosting now i think they're self-hosted now but uh let's just say theoretically not on you know google services not on amazon web services can't be censored and can't be taken down in that way and then you've got it distributed so now the content itself is distributed on ipfs all over and there is yeah like a static or a you know, a dynamic page that loads with the feed, but the things that are inside of it are peer to peer. And I don't know if that's exactly what they've got in the works. I know that since the transition to their from beta to the 1.0 launch, there's been a lot of technical challenges. There was an email that came out uh, apologizing for that. And the, the application is not exactly friendly to be using uh, currently, in my opinion. I mean, for a content creator who can't go live and see their live feed shared anywhere and that people are having a hard time accessing and uh, there's other functionality that I mean like I some of the main things like that they're promoting on the front page don't even work like the tags is like tags that don't make sense that don't pull up any data when you click on them Um, they need to learn how to hide features that are currently broken and reveal them once they're fixed again instead of leaving things that are totally broken on the site, you know, just take those down for now and leave the basic functionality until you're able to have the feature up and running. I, I, I'm not, you know, someone who's created a social network and I don't have some website to fall back on to show you how amazing a social network can be and the way I've done it. So I'm not trying to be like a total like uh, keyboard warrior here like sideline quarterback but uh, I do did appreciate the email that was sent out from float on getting you know that they gave plenty of resources on how you can track the open issues and report issues and I think that's a good way for the community to get involved and help them just you know find out if there's any issues that they're not aware of now anyway um, you'll notice that freedoms rising only supports xmr and are currently if you were to try to support freedoms rising through the website freedomsrising.live uh i am kind of being uh snood on what i'd be willing to accept as cryptocurrencies in more of a moral like altruistic way of looking at the world from that perspective not trying to make it so easy for people to donate but saying like look i support privacy coins i think are and xmr have the philosophy down better to where we need you know uncensorable uh unstoppable not uh, controllable and not uh visible 
so private currencies and ways to transact that are not um, something that can be censored. So these things I think are working more towards that these cryptocurrencies I support as more of the value that they're providing in that way. So and I don't have 10,000 listeners, we're not gaining all kinds of support. Um, these things are being brought up again, more as the proof of concept of what could be done with a project. And then as we do that, we're, we'll grow and we'll actually be utilizing these tools in a way, not just having them up there for display and to talk about on the site. But if you want to get involved with the Lightning Network and the, sorry, not the Lightning Network, but one of these podcasting apps that you can do the value for value podcasting and stream sats my way. If you're understanding what I'm saying enough and have any of that set up and could even just send a small amount to test it out to see if I have my end set up correctly, that would be great. Uh, you can find it just by searching Tyler Bloyer in any of these. We're on the podcast index, which enables a lot of these apps to go find the podcast very easily. So on tylerbloyer.com, if you go to any of the posts or the follow, social follow buttons, you'll see the different various podcast apps that we publish to. But there's a lot of podcasting apps that just pull from these centralized databases like Podcast Index. So really, like almost like any podcasting app should work. Uh, we'll be working on getting on Apple, not because I love Apple, but because I think there'll be a wide reach that we can go out there. So I've always kind of stayed away from getting on Apple iTunes, and we'll go actually try to get on there in the coming weeks. I put that in a higher priority just to have this podcast available to more people, more places, and the previous work that we've done on tylerbloyer.com. The main point being that Freedom's Rising will be built to be unstoppable, and it will be built to be uncensorable. And we've started those principles out first in the building of the project, and we will continue to do that. And so this project won't be something where we say, well, I would say that, but I don't want the YouTubers to take me down now. You know, like these pathetic people that are constantly bitching about their censorship and, and how they're being taken down. It's like, master the tools that are available to not be censored and then move on, you know, and build the project that way so that you can't be taken down. And there'll be many components of the website that if you go look at it in its state now that you could say, well, Twitch could take you down and yeah, but the, I could then just swap out another player and then the 24-7 live stream is still going. Like Float, for example, if they can get their shit together and make it a little bit more stable for the live stream embed, I could do that. And otherwise, I could use other platforms like Rumble or something to embed or Odyssey, you know, has a live even has a yeah live uh, streaming capability now. So there's options. And I'm currently just using the most stable one. So I don't have to keep constantly fixing things while I'm working on other things. But you know, even if the website itself, oh, well, your WordPress site could get taken down. Well, I, I used WordPress for the simplicity of, of making a basically static front end, which I could easily go do on DigitalOcean or um, Docker or something like that. But there's also a Web3 backend, though. There's uh, freedomsrising.crypto, which is a totally different type of system that can't be censored or taken down either over IPFS. So with IPNS and IPFS, the IP name IPFS has its own DNS, um, so they can't. You know, there's a 
choke point there that can't be taken down. So I would just come on the show, I would publish a new, my feed, you know, on a different place, we'd put out the content, and we would uh, continue to run on freedomsrising.crypto, should freedomsrising.live have a problem. And we can just, you know, publish using Ethereum to the Ethereum blockchain for now. And if all that goes to crap, then we'll just go straight IPFS and have our site running on an IPFS link that I can share out in that way. And the same is true for tylerbloyer.com. Um, everything might not be visibly set up on the front end where you, it looks that way, but I understand how to go on the back end of these things and fix it so that it will be, you know, operable. And understanding these things, it's not like everyone needs to, you know, go down the rabbit hole of IPFS or XMR or Pirate Chain, but these are things that will help us in the the fight for freedom to be able to stand up to tyrants and get the message out still and not be able to be censored and shut down. That's a, if you don't understand the importance of that, then you don't understand what, what the fuck's going on, to be honest with you. You know, just to be blunt about it. If, if you don't understand that, that this is very important to understand for the people that are publishing the content and getting it out there to have it up and care enough to take the time to, to understand how important it is to keep that content available for people. And again, not just me and what I say and like, oh, my content is that content. It's also proving and showing to you and feeding into you guys and gals out there right now that are planning to produce content to think about things in this way that we need to be producing it in a way and publishing it in a way that we're thinking about the future. So we're making a backup, we're, we're taking offsite backups, we're creating duplicates of our work. We're also publishing it in multiple places so that we are not just going to have one swoop of the hand come in and take down the content and now your voice is not there anymore. Now your information is unavailable. And again, Freedoms Rising will be built so that it can't be stopped and can't be censored. And that's something that we need to build into our lives in general. That's something that we should constantly be doing in our life to be in a position where you can't be backed into a corner. Because I've, you know, through the last few years, especially with the whole COVID-1984 pandemic, uh, the situation for people that were backed into a corner was they felt like they were then forced to do things, a lot of people that they didn't really want to do, such as take a mandatory vaccination, which is not, it's not mandatory. There's no such thing. And there's no such thing as being forced to take a medication. I mean, that people can literally take away your free will, hold you down and force you, but we're, we're not there yet. Luckily, we it very well could be, and especially with how we saw people behave and act and react to what they were being told to do during the uh, whole situation. There were plenty of people that were willing to just completely give up their freedoms, their right to choose, and or take away the ability for other people to choose and that was more of the problem is that people were willing to support tyranny in order for them to feel safer, in order for them to feel better about the situation, you know, and not even knowing 100% of the science or if these things actually even work or how much the risk was of the vaccinations, for example, people were willing to just as long as it made them feel mentally safer and better about the situation, they didn't really care at all that if you were being forced to do something against your will, you know, even. 
And again, I don't think we got to the point where people literally didn't have the will to resist. It was more, again, going back to what we talked about in episode one. It's a mentality. It's an attitudinal thing. You know, if you know that you own your own body and that no one can force you to do something against your will uh, morally, and then if they do, you morally have the right to resist that tyranny against your sovereignty, then, you know, if we, if we don't understand that, then we can be put into a position where we think we're being made to do something and we just have to, and we just have to follow those orders. But that's not true. You don't have to. And you can make the decision for yourself what to do. And there's ways to navigate things to always find a way around that. Like I said, currently, it's not like they're coming and holding you down in white lab coats with forced officers and making you do something, right? So we need to practice our ability to choose. And even if the medication is wonderful and it works tremendously, and these aren't medications, these are bioweapons, but even if these were something that actually helped reduce, you know, COVID-19, and maybe they did in some ways, but again, I, I think there's a major risk with the vaccines and the mRNA technology. I don't think that it's something that's just safe and effective against COVID. I think there's a lot bigger agenda there, which we went into way more in the bio war. But even if it was a, a medication that was wonderful and worked for everyone and it was extremely positive effect against the pandemic and it was proving to, you know, reduce the amount of uh, spread and everything, people should still be able to choose for themselves what sort of medications they'll be putting into their body or not. And keep, you know, it's it's in the Nuremberg uh, code, in the in the Nuremberg documents and um they're not like law exactly but in the in the co- in the Nuremberg agreements having your employer you know force you to take a medication is definitely a, a violation of that and if, especially if there's alternatives and other ways to mitigate the effects of the illness and so and there are and there are other ways, and they're just being suppressed. And even they're not so much being suppressed, there's just like a limited hangout of information if you only watch CNN and Fox and MSNBC, who are almost basically owned wholly by the pharmaceutical industry, that they're not going to be explaining to you all the downsides and risks of their products. And so if we're only you know tuning into these places, we're definitely not going to learn the risk properly. Shout out to learntherisk.org. Learntherisk.org was founded by Brandy Vaughn or Van Vahan. I don't know. I could have it wrong, but I'm sorry about that. It's Brandy. And if you go to learntherisk.org, you'll actually be able to find the real information about the risk of vaccinations. And I think it's a great resource. And uh, T- Tina Marie, uh, Tim Pachot's wife, was is leading that up, or at least I know is a big part of ke- continuing that work forward from LearnTheRisk.org. Um, when Brandy Vaughn explains the dark side of pharmaceutical industries that she used to work in. So you can go find that information there. I'll put that in the show notes. I know um, that's very important information to get out there. Okay, switching it up a little bit. So let's get into 
the concept of where freedom and where the journey of teaching freedom starts. And where it starts with is objective morality. It starts with understanding that there is such a thing as right and wrong, and that there are behaviors that you can take in the world that are wrong actions and that are incorrect to do. And there are also philosophies and things that you can support and push forward that will enact things into the world that are also wrong to do, like we just talked about. If you're the head CEO or decision maker of HR at a company, and you decide to go along with suggestions to mandate vaccinations for your employees and make them feel coerced in order to do so, and don't see that that's wrong to do, then you don't understand rights, and you don't understand morality. And you don't understand how coercion, in order to get someone to take an action which they might not want to do for themselves, but it's putting their livelihood at risk, that is also wrong to do. And that's mainly what is used as force against us from the state. And also now from the fascist corporations that go along with the state's edicts and the scientism of the state and the almost like a sorcery of uh, the magician of logics and uh, graphs and statistics that the state just somehow resides over all facts and in information and experts and whatever they say and then bleed out through their poisonous media channels are, you know, consuming the narrative of what is okay to proceed with and not. And we have to have an objective view of what's right and wrong and understanding, not just like a, a view, but that your sovereignty and any violation of it through coercion, through force, and through violence is wrong, objectively. So understanding this and then seeing how people will go along with things that are then inherently immoral and act as if those things are the only way to do things and the moral and right way to do things, we need to then understand where the problem is. That those people might not have ever, ever had anyone properly explain to them and properly raise them into understanding the difference between right and wrong behavior. And that supporting something, an apparatus like the state, and even like democracy and representative government where a majority can rule over another part of the population and have them do things that are also immoral or against their own will or take away their sovereignty or violate their rights. In other words, do wrongdoings to other people and fly under the flag of the state and pretend it's okay. It's not okay. It's still wrong. So the state is inherently wrong. The people that support it are inherently wrong. The Federal Reserve System is inherently wrong. The global government being set up is inherently wrong. The United Nations and its foundation and the philosophy behind it are based in things that are in violation of basic right and wrong. Basic rights and are violating human rights every day just by the essence of their existence. So the very inherent uh, way that they operate is wrong. Now, is something like the Declaration of Independence in the Magna Carta and, uh, you know, the 
even maybe you could say the French Revolution, even though things went a little sideways after that. Are these things headed towards a direction of more freedom, more truth and prosperity in the world? I think the answer is yes. I don't think that the journey is over and I don't think that the battle is is finished yet. And I think we're actually sort of retracting back into and are now living in a more tyrannical system than the direction of things were headed after the American Revolution, after the Declaration of Independence, which I think is really the only necessary document or understanding that we need to have, although there could be some slight modifications in there, like the pursuit of happiness is quite ambiguous. I think it should be more precise than that, but I think clearly that those things move us towards more freedom overall, but it doesn't mean that those are perfect and now everything's set up. And I think that now the state of America, for example, is something that has fallen and now sort of collapsed back into a tyrannical system, but there's still always going to be that group of people that can resist and fight against tyranny. And a lot of that isn't just done through, you know, the we needs and the people that go out and say, well, we should build a community and we'll all get involved with each other and we'll have this great thing. Like be, be the radically responsible individual in that community that can actually provide value back to that community through your skills of entrepreneurship, discipline, and then through community and not the people that are all lost on their journey community, not the people without skills, but building up a community of people with skills, understanding, understanding objective morality, uh, they're taking responsibility and self-ownership and understanding what that means and understanding that human rights and doing and right, doing right and doing things that are correct in alignment with natural law in the world are the way to build a proper community, not through uh, just, you know, reaching out and saying, we should, we should all move in on a property together because we're all, we've all figured it out. And all those people are skillless, not responsible, don't understand entrepreneurship, don't have self-discipline, and have never really understood how to build community. I don't think those are the places that we should start by trying to build a community. I think entrepreneurship is something that's extremely important through uh, creating more autonomy in your life and realizing that even if you do have a W-2 job, a W-2 position, that you're not stuck there, that you are using that more as an entrepreneur. You know, I, I currently am employed and I am happily employed as a W-2 worker and able to provide for my family and have the things that they need. I have responsibilities outside of just, you know, running away from all my responsibilities to be more free. I think that it's more responsible to be able to have 90 days worth of supplies for your family, right? If they need it in a hard time or something happens to you, to have some form of health insurance and a safety net of food and resources and currency, money stashed up somewhere, saved somewhere, 90 days worth of things and resources that can provide for your family. And if you can't do that through your own entrepreneurial endeavors yet, and you need to go work at a W-2 job, 
And that's something that needs to be done to take care of the things in your life that need to be taken care of at that moment. You're not just like some total slave because you now have to go and work at a job. It, it's understanding that you're not a total slave, that you do always have the choice of where you're going to go work and where you're going to put in your time and effort and energy. And so things are a process. Freedom is a journey that takes a process and you don't, it doesn't, for some people, depending on their life scenario, they may be able to move things around in their life to create a situation where they're, you know, no longer, you know, not aligned. They, they understand that taxation literally is theft and that it's coercion and it's also immoral. And the Federal Reserve System itself and the way that our, this government of the United States has cr created and developed and put us in this situation is wrong. Even if, you know, at the moment it seems like things are fine with the situation I'll, I'll tell you that it's absolutely not fine and it's not okay the way that uh we've been basically enslaved with chains around our feet and necks uh because of the way the monetary system was designed and implemented and been carried out up to this point so exiting that system is very important exiting out of that system is the way that we stop paying the people that are trying to kill us right um we stop paying for the radical dysgenics of humanity through these people that feel like reducing the world by, you know, however many percentage points is the goal and that we have to keep reducing the population, right? Um, the Bill Gatesian globalist, uh, George Soros, uh, Klaus Schwabian type people now, you know, I'm just naming some names that people would be more familiar with, but there's definitely way, 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 way more people that have that worldview and that are carrying it out with their financial, you know, power and through their influence and getting us to believe through mind control and public education and the indoctrination system that we are a, are a virus on this planet and we are just so horrible and we need to be depopulated and we have to address those problems, right? That is what I'm talking about that. Uh, but going back to freedom, starting at the journey of teaching freedom starts with understanding objective morality, right? There's, there's also more to it than that, though. And it's not just about then going out and trying to get every, convince everyone to see it the way that you see it, right? You may not need to ever have these conversations with the people that you're trying to build community with, quote unquote, right? If you're, um, you know, bartering goods and services with the neighbors and with the community locally and building that strong entrepreneurial network, it may be in the best interest to learn more about what they're doing, their family, where they come from, than like try to shove a bunch of stuff down their throat that they might not be interested in. And more show them through example what kind of a person you are. And if they may never even come across the things that you do, like, for example, like me doing this show, you know, my neighbor down the street who we trade and barter goods with might not need to know everything I talk about on the show or even know that I have a show that talks about this sort of stuff, right? They're already sort of living the thing and th that's what they're doing, you know? They don't need to be like changed by me in that way and I would build community by waking you up you know like how about I 
to take on radical responsibility, right, through entrepreneurship and self-discipline, and then build community with my skill set by trading and bartering and by integrating with the community in that way versus like, you know, telling everybody how wrong they are about everything. We've noticed that by integrating in that way with our community, me and Cassandra, I mean, that we have way more interesting conversations. We have broader understanding of what people are about. And we realize that the people in those networks already kind of get it by default. They're already kind of living it. They already kind of understand. So it's not you know, finding the community with people without skill that are lost and we needing, we need, we need, right? Find the people with the skills and learn how to integrate with them where necessary, where it makes sense. And then you'll get to know them and get to know their kids and you can homeschool together. And just to go back to a point that I need to make before we start to wrap up this episode, because I do have some things I have to get to after this, the other part of the responsibility and going back to where, you know, we've talked about this before, that people want to find the solution with the public schools. They want to find a solution with the school shootings. They really want to, some people come after, you know, gun rights and in, in America and the constitution and all that, the way that's written is you'd have to go change the constitution. You'd have to actually if you're going to live by your rules and your system, which I'm not advocating for, and I'm not saying I totally agree with, that would be the way you would go do that. But instead, they're just trying to have like, again, as long as I feel safer with a tyrannical dictate that just comes down from on high, and I feel safer at the moment that they're completely disregard the principle of self defense, right? They disregard the principle that you have the right to defend your own property and your own body. And they just want it fixed, right? At, at a at a tyrannical systematic governmental level where you know that's not a solution that's a band-aid to a problem and i'll just kind of cut it short to the chase the real solution is getting your kids out of the schools and we're talking about responsibility right community bring them back in to your responsible circle of influence and then expand out from there integrating technology online classes uh, the, the local homeschooling group. Uh, when's the last time you heard of a mass shooting at a homeschooling group, right? And if you do this and take back power and control over your own life and your family, then you won't have to subjugate them to these situations where this could happen. And I know that sounds like, well, not everybody can do that. And that sounds great for you. Yeah, I've, I'm doing it. And I'm not saying like everyone can do exactly the things that I've done in life or are, are, you know, well off enough to be able to do that but you can the reason i know it takes sacrifice and that it's hard to do and that you can do it because i've done that because i didn't take the easy way with the children at the beginning even though what you find out is that homeschooling is much more enjoyable it's much more fulfilling in some cases it's much easier and that you'll actually have a, a more fulfilling life and your children will too by creating this situation so all, a lot of the mental blocks that people throw up, that they, why, reasons why they can't do it, are more of selfish reasons why they want to, they need the new car, they need the new loan, they need to be able to pull in the extra income while they work their career for their own selfish purposes. They don't understand the, the principle, and then they want to go back and tell the government to fix it for them. Um, supporting an inherently immoral system to get what they want to feel better about the situation, right? 
So guys, girls out there, everyone, the way to bring about more freedom, abundance, truth, and prosperity in your own life starts with understanding the principles, doing the assessment of where you're out of alignment, and then not immediately like pulling a band-aid off in some cases, but then moving towards the path that you know is the right thing to do now. Now that you know what to do in, you know, hey, like the song we opened up with, why don't we all just stop paying taxes, right? Then that would stop all this, right? Well, it's not like you just go do it that day if you're not in the position to be like that and and like in some cases ruin your life and be like far more screwed up than you would have been if you planned it out a little. Take some time to think about how you're going to exit that system that doesn't serve your morals or the morals of the universe that's not serving correct morality under natural law right and learn how to leave that system sometimes you know that could be a, a very quick thing but in some, in a lot of cases i think it's going to be a journey that's going to take some time and as long as you're building towards that exit point then you know maybe we can bring about what that song was asking for maybe that could be a, a position you can put yourself in and you could say well i don't need to support this anymore because i don't have to because i've set up a system where i'm able to survive and thrive outside of that right but you need to start learning the skills and building the tech that's going to get you there you have to have the stack to make that leap and the way to do that is by learning and understanding and building the skills of entrepreneurism of independence of autonomy of self-discipline and then i think starts to come the community and then you you're able to provide for yourself and your family and your community in a way that aligns with morality and not just your morals but the objective morality that we understand that people forcing people to do things that they would not, not like to do with their own body is incorrect it is wrong to do it is not something that is objectively correct and through whatever apparatus and fancy language and new sophisticated phrasage that you want to use to think that you're going to get that done it doesn't ever make it right it always is still wrong and we that's how we're going to change the tide right by understanding and implementing that knowledge and that understanding so a little bit all all over the place today with uh the thoughts but uh again the longer we can maybe had some time to think about things a little bit differently but we'll be back with another episode and i want to appreciate you guys i want to let you know how much i appreciate anyone who's tuning in thus far and dealing with the rocky start of this podcast but we'll be here and we'll continue on and uh, try to get in a better sync with the episode output when we take time off. But, you know, that's how it goes. And in the most immediate near future, people probably won't even really notice. And they probably, you know, it's more in my head about thinking that that's a big deal to talk about right now in the podcast. But when it comes down to the long run of things, uh, I think consistency and dedication to this project is what I'm trying to prove and show. So, um, even if there are lapses, um, you can count on me being back and publishing more content into Freedom's Rising, uh, updating you more on our personal journey, and then also, of course, covering the the wider uh, movement of freedom 
for everyone on the planet. And then at times we'll have to go and deep dive into some of the darker stuff going on. And at times, you know, I might have to be that more harsh teacher that we don't uh, want to, we always want to listen to the Tyler that's nice and relaxed, right? Or that has that calming voice and he's in a chill mood. But there's definitely going to be some fire that starts to come through as I get used to more sitting in this room by myself and ranting on the mic. <laughs> and uh, I want to do it in a controlled way and not just be yelling and screaming and having outrage moments. But I think that sometimes we need that harsher teacher in our earlobes, right? We need that. We need the person that says, hey, man, come get your ass up and get out of bed at four in the morning and uh, put on those walking shoes, those running shoes, and let's go. You know, like, I know you're tired, but let's get it, let's get it going, right? Which is what I do on Freedom's Rising in the morning and get up before I, uh, you know, take on the rest of my responsibilities throughout the day as we get up early and we get at it. And that's something that I'm having to struggle with to make sure I can stay on point with that new habit and behavior because it wasn't always that way for me. And so, you know, I'm greasing that wheel, I'm getting things tuned up too. And uh, so it's going to take some time, but appreciate you for sticking it out. And uh, again, if you want to support Freedoms Rising, you can go to freedomsrising.live slash support, and you'll see those two XMR and Pirate Chain wallets that I have set up there, as well as tylerbloyer.com slash donate for a few more options set up if you feel so encouraged or inclined to do so. And I'd like to support your freedom project. So submit what you're working on, uh, the upcoming conference or festival or new podcast or information that you have. Uh, just email me at tyler at tylerbloyer.com and we can discuss that and I can bring it up in the show. Um, upcoming events are kept in the show notes in the timeline. And uh, I will continue to try to maintain that for now until we get a calendar up of some sort where we can show the upcoming events, at, for example, the Self-Reliance Festival happening June 11th and 12th in Camden, Tennessee, Porkfest June 20th through the 26th, uh, the Permaculture Technology Jamboree June 27th through July 9th, Jackalope Freedom Festival August 1st through the 14th. We will be at that one. We will practice and uh, be showing more about how we set up that Agora Marketplace, sort of a pop-up uh, life live experiment and implementation of what's possible in the agora and also the crimes against humanity tour is ongoing the link for that you can find in the show notes freedom under natural law conference september 10th and 11th anarchapulco february 2023 and midfest in late april and uh, there's probably plenty of holes in there of things coming up that i need to have also listed so email me let me know what that is and otherwise, guys, we will talk to you next time. Thank you.